the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The El Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by Border Hawk News on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador. George Rodriguez. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Welcome to our show on this beautiful Saturday, January 29th, 2022. We've got a packed show for you as well. Uh, please call your friends and tell them to join us. Uh, join us uh, on podcast as well as uh, you can also uh, join us uh, on your computers as well. So, uh, friends, thank you for t- tuning in. Uh, let me tell you who our guests are because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Our first guest is Congressman Chip Roy from 21st District here in Texas. And uh, Congressman Roy is on on fire. He is going to be filing impeachment. Um, he is going to be fi- filing impeachment uh, papers uh, against Mayorkas because uh, the uh, Secretary of Homeland Security is obviously not doing his job. On the contrary, he is limiting. He is limiting the uh, the agency from doing its job. Uh, they are not. Uh, they are not deporting people. Uh, they are releasing people. They are doing everything the opposite of what the, the um, agency is supposed to do. So uh, impeachment papers uh, are going to be filed against uh, Mayorkas. As far as I am concerned, I completely agree. This man has committed high crimes and, and treason against the United States. There are those that say we should go after Biden as well. Well, we should. But uh, we've got to win back the, the entire Congress first. Uh, we may as well start with the low-hanging fruit, uh, and Mayorkas is one. That's uh, we we really have to do. We really have got to do that now. Whether or not the uh, stupid news media will follow uh, it correctly or will even given given any credence, that remains to be seen. Because that's part of the problem, my friends, is that the news media does not do its job. The news media sides with liberals, with Marxists, with the uh, Democrats, and they do not do a doggone thing to stop this invasion that we're that, to help to stop this invasion or the crime wave that we are facing. It's that simple. Uh, our uh, next guest after Mr. Roy, after Congressman Roy, uh, we have um, Brent Smith, and Brent is the um, is the county exec or county um, uh, attorney. He is the county attorney for Kenny County, Texas. And Kenny County, if you recall, is uh, Brackettville, Texas. And uh, they were the first, my friends, to step up. Uh, Brent was uh, was the uh, author of a tremendous memo demanding that something be done uh, about the illegal alien invasion uh, in, in their county. Uh, they have since um, uh, kind of led the way for the other counties to step up and do something. The other counties have followed their lead, their, uh, their uh, example. And uh, Brent's going to give us an update of what uh, what has been going on uh, in their county because the invasion continues, my friends. They have received some assistance. He's going to tell us what it is. We also have from Kenny County. We also have the sheriff. The sheriff is going to tell us exactly what they are doing uh, as far as um, law enforcement in the in Kenny County because, my friends, um, the misperception continues that you can't do anything about illegal aliens because they're foreigners and it is an international issue. No, you can arrest them. They can be arrested for trespassing. They can be arrested for vagrancy. They can be arrested for many, many things, including murder. Yes. Uh, let, let me deviate real quick. The, uh, there was a, a, uh, a law enforcement officer shot and killed in, in Harris County in Houston. And you know who did it? An illegal alien. An illegal alien who had come in and gone out and been deported and come in several times, my friends. That's the problem that we've got. We're worried about COVID. How about worrying about the child molesters and murderers that are coming in? How about that? You know? 
So anyway, we've got Sheriff Cole. Sheriff Cole is going to give, give us an update of the law enforcement efforts uh, in his county. Our last, uh, our last uh, uh, guest is Jason Jones, who is the criminal expert. Uh, he used to be with Texas Department of Public Safety. He is retired, but he is now working for Newsmax as a special correspondent, as well as he is the expert in my book uh, about the border crime. And uh, I wanted to get him on because fentanyl is overrunning our communities, my friends. More people have died from fentanyl than from COVID. But they want us to wear a mask. They are pushing mask mandates. I've got an idea. Why don't they push a mandate to shut down the border? How about that? So Jason Jones is going to be chatting with us about that. Uh, we want to welcome again, everyone. Thank you for tuning in, my friends. El Conservador uh, needs your support, appreciates your support. We hope that you will tell others about our show. Uh, if you are interested in uh, inviting me uh, to speak at an event or at one of your meetings, uh, please feel free to contact me through social media or through uh, the station. I'll be more than happy to come uh, and uh, and speak. Also, uh, we have uh, the book on sale, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, the book that was panned by the Boston Globe, who said that uh, the book was too conservative, had too many conservative thoughts in it. Well, you know, uh, what's the name of the book? Oh, yeah, that's right. The name of the book is El Conservador, Conservative Opinions. I mean, who hires these people at, uh, at the newspapers? And what people are they hiring? I mean, uh, are, are, they, are they simpletons? Or maybe it's affirmative action at work again, you know? It, it, uh, it is just amazing to me how uh, shallow some of these reporters are. So at any rate, my friends, thank you for joining us today. Please stick around, call your friends, tell them to join us. Uh, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio. Let's go to our first guest, Congressman Chip Roy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio. And we've got our good friend, Congressman Chip Roy, from the 21st District here in Texas. And uh, I wanted to reach out to him because um, we've heard from uh, other congressmen in the past few weeks. We wanted to get his take on what is happening to the border, particularly with uh, Mr. Mayorkas, in my opinion, not doing his job. And, uh, well, we'll talk about a couple of other things. But, Congressman, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Talk to us. What is going on in Washington with these... uh, with these uh, agencies and, and, and secretaries and agent heads that don't seem to be doing their job. Well, George, good to be on as always. Thanks for everything you do and happy to join. Uh, it's never uh, never a burden. It's an opportunity and, and a blessing for me to join you. And look, the border uh, is 10 times worse than anybody even thinks, right? Um, you know it because you follow it and you're pretty expert on it. But when you see the reports yesterday by Bill Malugin about single adult males being distributed into the country, when you look at the total numbers that we're seeing, half a million apprehensions in the last three months of calendar 21, when you look at the uh, number of people who were either released or were, quote, gotaways in 21, pushing a million total, uh, when you look at what's happening with opioids and fentanyl pouring into our country, 100,000 dead Americans last year, that's the reality of what open borders looks like, and Joe Biden and his administration in particular, uh, Secretary Mayorkas, do not care. And they are purposely avoiding to uh, do their job. They're, they're failing to faithfully execute the laws of the United States and to honor their oath to the Constitution and the laws of the United States to uh, enforce the law. And as a result, Americans are dying and getting hurt. Cartels are empowered. And therefore, I believe we should impeach Mayorkas and have uh, – I've, I've already co-sponsored articles to do that, but I'm going to introduce uh, new articles that I think are going to be a little more on point and I uh, did an op-ed in Fox News two days ago outlining it, and I've got a memorandum that I'm going to update and circulate again after I circulate one in the fall, and uh, to push Republicans to get over the hump to recognize it is a high crime and misdemeanor to fail to faithfully execute laws of the United States and endanger Americans. Yeah, I, I really can't believe that, uh, you know, it can't be interpreted that way of, of a high crime and misdemeanor because they are obviously not uh, taking care of their, of their duty of uh, protecting the border. I mean, it's obvious to everyone. Yeah, look, if you if you can't impeach an elected office holder for blatantly, openly refusing to execute the laws of the United States, like literally ignoring your job, your duty, and exposing the American people to the dangers of fentanyl, the empowerment of cartels, 
the the overrunning of ranches, the the, the livestock getting redu- uh, you know out, the um, bullets being fired at our border patrol, uh, COVID rampantly coming across our border. If you can't impeach a Secretary of Homeland Security for failing to secure the homeland purposely, then I don't know what you can impeach before. Well, and the other thing is, uh, you know, we have heard from the left a lot about defunding the police, defunding the Border Patrol. Why don't we just defund those agencies that uh, want to limit our Bill of Rights? Well, George, I'm glad you asked that, because that's something that's got near and dear to my heart right now, which is, it is unconscionable that uh, Republicans go campaign on limited government, campaign on lowering spending, and we fail to do what we should do, which is to defund the bureaucrats that are targeting us. Why are we funding Homeland Security to fail to secure the homeland? Why are we funding an FBI who are targeting parents for daring to challenge school boards? Why are we funding uh, the uh, you know, total uh, failure of our education system to teach our children and instead teach our children to hate America? Why are we funding, and this is important for February, why are we funding the bureaucrats to go after individuals who don't believe it's in their interest to get vaccinated? In other words, why are we funding the enforcement of vaccine mandates? The federal government doesn't have money that it doesn't either tax or borrow in order to then spend. And so, yeah, $30 trillion in debt is bad. But what is worse is the borrowing of all that money to devalue our dollar and undermine our fiscal health and then turn around and spend that money to target Americans and to go after Americans. We should stop it and we should put our money where our mouth is and fight it. I really agree. You know, the other thing with this situation is how often we hear people talking about how the government should do this, the government should do that. What if, what, uh, I mean, shouldn't we ask the states to uh, put a, 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 the brakes on some of this stuff as well as ask the states to step up where, where, where it's needed? Yeah, I agree with that, George. And in fact, it's one of those things that I've been trying to preach to our, our uh, uh, you know, all your fellow Texans. I was just at an event in uh, New Braunfels, and I, you know, it was an event in San Antonio this morning, Hayes County on Monday, but all over uh, Central Texas, just reminding folks that you know we shouldn't be relying on the federal government. Right? We've got to wean ourselves from all of the strings that come attached, where these people want their grant money, and I understand it, but you're you're feeding the beast, right? You're borrowing the the money. Uh, to then use this this money to put its hooks over Texans. We need to make Texas strong and reliant on ourselves. We need our schools to be funded locally and to be uh, respondent to parents. We don't need to be having this national federal education bureaucracy teaching our kids and health care and every other issue. So I agree with you. We need a strong Texas. Congressman, thank you very much for taking some time to be with us as usual. Anything else that you'd like to share with us before we let you go? No, only simply this, and that is, you know, Republicans are saying, oh, we're going to take back the House. It's not about taking back the House. It's about taking back America. And that's what we need to wake up every single day. Amen. (laughs) A strong Texas, holding Republicans accountable to do what we said we would do, and then working really hard to win the culture war, take back our school boards, take back our schools, and take back our country. We can do it, but we got to do it if we get up and fight together right now to go take it on. So God bless you, and thanks for what you do, and and I look forward to coming back on again. You got it, Congressman. Thank you very, very much for, for joining us. We've been speaking with our good friend, Congressman Chip Roy from the 21st District of Texas. You stay safe, Congressman. All right, God bless, George. Take care. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP. 9.30 a.m. radio, The Answer. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio. And we want to welcome uh, some of our friends 
new friends in uh, New York City and in uh, Washington, D.C. Welcome to the show, folks. Um, we are talking with our good buddy, uh, Mr. Brent Smith, who is, uh, who is the um, uh, county attorney. He is the county attorney for Kenny County. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with Texas, Kenny County is uh, near the border. Uh, well, actually, it is on the border. Some of it does uh, uh, touch the border with Mexico. And uh, our friends in Kenny County were among the first, if not the first, to really raise the alarm. Uh, Brent uh, Smith wrote a very, very good memo uh, requesting, um, outlining the problem and requesting uh, state assistance. That was over a year ago, folks. So we wanted to check with him and find out where we're at or where they are at at this point to give us an update of what is happening in Kenny County uh, with uh, the border crisis because uh, not too much is being said in the, in, the, in the national news. Brent, thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us tonight. Tell us, give us an update of what is going on uh, in yeah. Kenny County. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me back, George. Um, well, you know, Kenny County is, is uh, you know, south of Del Rio, which everyone knows where that's at, about 20 miles from us. And we share about 16 miles on the actual border of Mexico. And then um, south of us is Maverick County, which a lot of the traffic is recently starting to come into there. You know, I think the other day they had two or 300 per day coming through just, just at the, you know, as give-ups. Um, that's not including all the... Um, you know, all the runners or, or smugglers that, you know, I mean, there's probably over a thousand that are coming in through Maverick County per day in total. I have no idea. But uh, in Kenny County, you know, you're right. We, we did raise the alarm, you know, about a year ago. And right now, it's, uh, you know, the state has really stepped in with some resources as far as the, our judicial system and with some law enforcement presence. Um, in fact, right now we have the Texas Military Department has um, loaned us several, I think about eight um, paralegals from the Texas Military Department. And these paralegals, they're, they're classified on the Texas Military Department's paralegals, but, you know, like one of them in their normal job that they normally have is a micro, Microsoft Cloud Engineer. Another one is an investigator for a sheriff's office. Another one is an assistant with a U.S. District Attorney's Office. And so that has really uh, stepped up the manpower of the Kidney County Attorney's Office, not only my office, but the entire courthouse. It, it's much like, kind of like a beehive in there now. We have, you know, there's enough hands that are processing paperwork, filing complaints, helping us do a lot of the tasks that we just didn't have the manpower for in this size of county dealing with this many cases. Uh, right now, I believe we're about, if I had a guess, we're... Uh, approximately 2,400 arrests, I believe, in Kenyon County, maybe 2,500. Um, you know, we have prosecutions ongoing on all of them. Um, I think I've refused to prosecute maybe three or four or five of them um, for different reasons, some medical reasons, you know, where the county would have to pay medical bills while they're incarcerated. But, um, you know, we're going forward. We're, we're not, we're not going to be backing down from protecting our citizens and our residents of Kenyon County. Now, you and, know... And, uh, you guys have gotten a, a lot of uh, criticism from the national press about um, uh, militia people helping you and about detaining illegal aliens, uh, migrants as they call them. Uh, what's your take on all that? Well, as far as the county itself goes, there's not there's not a single militia person that I know working with the county. Um, now, I don't know if there's any in the county itself helping ran landowners. That, you know, I don't know, but that's a, that's a constitutional right that landowners themselves have um, to, you know, go in that option. And I don't have any knowledge of that going on, but can I guarantee that there's not any militia in Kenny County? No. But, uh, you know, militias have a bad rep, but if it wasn't for militias, our country wouldn't even exist. Um, the Texas Revolution included militias. The American Revolution included militias. Um, the last time I did hear about militias in Kenny County, they were handing out groceries at the um, at, at a welfare check um, in the in I think Brackettville, but that was a month ago. I'm not aware of any militias in the county right now making any you know detaining people or anything like that. A lot of that is liberal media you're going to come across, and you know they're going to say what they say. But um, you know at this point. I mean, nothing. Well, another thing to point out is like I work for this, the residents of Kenny County. I don't, I don't work for Washington D.C. I don't work for Austin. 
I work for Kenny County and the residents that live here. So, you know, they can say what they want, but my main concern are the residents of Kenny County. You got it, buddy. Uh, you know, the uh, the other thing uh, that I, w- I wanted to ask is um, uh, as far as any tragedies that have occurred, we know that uh, in Valverde County the other day there was a uh, rollover uh, and a state trooper was killed. Uh, oh, that was what, Maverick County. Oh, Maverick County. Close. Gotcha. Maverick County. That's right. Uh, but what about um, what about uh, any uh, illegal aliens that have uh, perished because of the? I mean, it's been cold. It's been really cold lately here in te- here in Texas. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the, what comes to mind when you first said that was that um, you know, right off, right on the county border of Valverde and Kenny, there was a rancher that that uh, a ranch hand was on the ranch, and um, it was actually. Yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. Do you anticipate, uh, I mean, um, uh, we have a very, very hot uh, Republican primary for the governorship, uh, as well as for other positions in the, you know, in the uh, in the state government. Uh, do you anticipate uh, anyone really stepping up and doing something to help uh, Kenny County and other counties um, from the state level? Um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, to this, to, to some degree, the state has stepped in and sent us some resources to try to take on this prosecution and, and, and with Operation Lone Star. But one issue with Operation Lone Star is, you know, it, it does address the cause or the, the uh, it addresses the symptoms of the problem, but it doesn't go to the root cause, which is the open border and the cartel control of both sides of the border. Um, you know, Operation Lone Star is doing some good, but it's not it's not directed to root cause of this. Um, now, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to promise that one politician over another will do something about it because at the end of the day, if those politicians make their choices, make their promises, what they actually do once they're elected or reelected, who's to say? Um, but I believe that most people need to realize this: our border, I think, in my view, takes precedent on any other issue that's out there because without a secure border, what are, you know, why the other issues don't matter. Taxes don't matter. Your taxes going up with an open border. Your crime's going up with an open border. Your health care issues are going up with an open border. So unless you have your border under control, all these other issues are secondary, in my opinion. So I think a lot of the voters need to realize that they need a vote on this one issue and then look to the others once you have a secure border. But that's not the case right now. Yep, that's true. Uh, let me let me just ask you here in closing. Um, given a perfect world, if you had a, a, a wand... What um, what what would you do? What would you ask for uh, as far as uh, protecting and uh, serving the um, uh, the residents of Kenny County as well as other parts of Texas? Well, that, that's a that's a tough question. But I don't know if we have time to go over it all. But <laughs> you know, I, one thing I would do is first I would put economic pressure on Mexico to control it on their end first. I would close the Texas dot roads leading to the port of entries which the governor has total control to do that. And then under Article 1 of the U.S. Constitution, I would I would actually propel people coming in. I would say, you know, we have a legal process of doing this. You come over here legally, we're going to put you back across. Will that create a lawsuit with DHS? Sure it will. But at this point, the lawsuit's your cheapest option to deal with versus having to deal with them once they're here. Um, unless, unless you can secure the border with Mexico's involvement, you're, you're, the price of doing so is going to be astronomical. 
you have to put economic pressure on Mexico to do their part while you get a wall or personnel in place. Um, you know, you have to give your law enforcement the authority they need to actually protect the border of the U.S. Right now, we're not protecting the border. We're basically going up with a mop and trying to clean it up. But uh, there's no, there's not a mop, not mops in Texas to clean this. We have to stop the entry to begin with, and that's where I would use the Texas military and all law enforcement measures, including economic pressure on Mexico. Amen. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with with it. Anything else that you'd like to add before we let you go, buddy? Oh, not much. Um, you know, we do have a website for Kimmy County on any donations people want to make to our county that could help us, you know, fund our, our law enforcement, our courthouse. Um, you know, this judicial process that we're trying to undertake is, is massive. And uh, it's at Defend Your Borders, uh, defendourborders.org. And um, they can find a link to the Kimmy County website there and make any donations that they're led to do. Excellent. Excellent. And we encourage everybody to do that because Kenny County is a small county that really desperately needs uh, the financial support folks. They really do. Thank you very, very much. We've been speaking with uh, Kenny County's uh, uh, county attorney, Mr. Brent Smith. Thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us, Brent. I appreciate it, George. Anytime. You take care. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio. And uh, we've got our good buddy, Sheriff uh, Brad Coe from uh, uh, Kenny County, Texas. Now, Kenny County is uh, directly west, uh, south and west, I guess, of San Antonio. Um, it's on the border, and uh, the notoriety of uh, Kenny County is that uh, they were the first, if not uh, among the first, to bring the attention, the nation's attention to uh, the problem that we've got on the border that continues. So uh, this has been going on for about a year now, and I wanted to reach out uh, to uh, Sheriff Coe and find out what is going on, what's the, um, what's the update, what uh, he can tell us about uh, the border crisis from his perspective. Sheriff Coe, thank you for taking time to be with us this afternoon. Um, can you uh, give us a brief update of what is going on? What, uh, how much help are you getting from the state? How much help are you getting from the, from the federal government, if any? Well, uh, thanks for, for reaching out here, George. I really appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> situation, I was, compa- I was actually comparing what we've caught so far this year versus what we had at the same time last year. And last January to this January, we're probably going to double our numbers for January. Uh, last year, last January, I thought was busy. This one's extremely busy. So far, within the past 24 hours, uh, some of my part-time guys have caught three smuggling loads, all within 24 hours. So the, the, there's, another, there's another push going on. Uh, I've got a guy that goes out for, for me, and he checks the old layups where we used to work many years ago, and we're seeing traffic in places we hadn't seen traffic in 20 years. Foot traffic, that is. Uh, our estimation, just in one two-mile stretch, we probably lost uh, a little over 1,100 uh, individuals walking through the brush. That's just in a two-mile stretch, and uh, so it's it's getting worse. It's getting worse by the minute. As far as uh, help, we we have gotten help from the from the state. Uh, uh, Governor Abbott gave us uh, a pretty good chunk chunk of grant money to help with the the arrest and prosecution and. Uh, everything we can to help secure things here in Kenny County. And he recently gave us another grant for some infrastructure. So we are getting help from the governor. And that, you know, I, I'll give I, my kudos to that. He, he's doing a great job giving us the help. We've still got EPS here. I've been able to hire some more personnel to handle this huge influx. And uh, we're doing the best we can with what we've got. Uh, from the federal, on the federal side, we're still getting our Stone Garden grant. It comes from uh, FEMA, but that's about it. Uh, I've had a couple of, of uh, Zoom conferences with, with Homeland Security. I told them that uh, with our economy going the way it is, the situation is going to only get worse until we can 
little bit. Mexico falls. And with our current economic situation, it's going to, uh, uh, you know, that little rock in the pond, you know, it's going to have a, a, an effect all the way down to Guatemala, El Salvador, and Nicaragua. And if not for the rest of the world. So we're still in the same boat. We just have maybe, it feels like we've got a smaller path. Now, Sheriff, let me ask you, because one of the things that's been happening, well, two things. First of all, um, the issue of um, uh, deaths and um, uh, as well as the arrests of people who are trespassing. Um, first of all, uh, it's been extremely cold. It's been extremely cold the past few weeks here in San Antonio. By our standards in Texas, it's in South Texas, it's cold. Um, have there been any um, any any deaths uh, or, tra- or or tragedies that you've uh, that you've come across? Well, since this cold front, we haven't had any. Uh, we're fortunate there. It has been colder, but everything that I've seen that we have apprehended, and DPS has apprehended, they're pretty well prepared. They're all wearing their jackets and, and have gloves and multiple layers of clothing, so uh, they're somewhat prepared for it. Gotcha. And and uh, and and what about um, the uh, the issue of car chases and vehicle chases? Are you guys seeing anything like that? Our pursuits have actually dropped. Uh, of course, over the past two years with the pursuits, we filed every charge we could, including evading arrest with a motor vehicle and criminal mischief for when they went through the fences, and that has gone almost to zero. Wow. The last pursuit we had was actually this morning, and it wasn't more than maybe two miles. Good. Well, that's good. I, you know, I mean, I, I the last two times that I had gone down before the Christmas holidays, uh, I had uh, I'd been caught up in a in a, in a chase. <laughs> yeah, there for a while. They were every minute of every day. It seemed like. And, and what about uh, the detaining of these individuals? Um, are you still uh, shuttling them over to another place after you um, uh, arrest them? Well, after the arrest, uh, they're taken over to Valverde County where they're actually processed in over there. And so, you know, my hat's off to, to Sheriff Martinez for allowing that facility to be built there and get everything processed in one location. But they, you know, of course, they brought in the extra tents and the extra personnel to, to streamline that whole process. And it's working very well. They'll get them over there, get them processed, then they put them on a bus and take them straight to a, a, whole, a facility in, in Dilly, Texas. So that part's working out very, very well. Is there, uh, there's also uh, some some criticism that appeared uh, about uh, a month ago uh, in the liberal press, in the mainstream press, uh, regarding of supposedly militias being operating, or operating in your county. Now, uh, I know that um, uh, some private landowners have hired private um, uh, folks to uh, help them keep their their families and their property safe. Uh, Is that what they're talking about? Uh, Probably so. Uh, Of course, there's one one group. I can't think of the name of the group off the top of my head, but uh, they've been through here several times and they've been invited by landowners to, to stay out there and observe and watch kind of keep an eye on things, but uh, they're not employed by us. We don't uh, have any contract with them, so they're, they're free citizens come and go as they please. If the ranch owner wants them there, well then, they're more than happy to, more than welcome to stay there. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's between them and the uh, and the property owner, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah, like exactly. me like like me hiring someone to to, uh, to watch my house. Well, and it's not any different than uh, some of these celebrities that, that have bodyguards to go with them everywhere they go. Uh, so, yeah, they're, 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 they're free citizens. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, uh, what uh, what do you anticipate um, in in the coming uh, in the coming months, coming weeks, uh, as far as this situation? I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to slow down. No, it's it, it's not. Traditionally, this is the time of year that the traffic the traffic would start picking up, but it never died down from last year. So. My prediction for the rest of this month, February, March, and April is going to be unprecedented. We'll, we'll never see, you know, we'll never see numbers like this. Uh, one thing I do want to touch on is I went down to the to the border area the other day, right, and I'm talking 50 feet from the Rio Grande, and there's piles and piles of 
clothes, shoes, uh, undergarments, things just thrown. And I was looking at some of it, and I was finding documents from people who were from, uh, I want to say it's Uzbekistan, Turkey, uh, tons of Cuban identification cards. Uh, we are trying to figure out why, if they're going to be brought in, turn themselves in and released, why are they ditching all their identification? Yeah. Good question. So, so yeah. Uh, not sure why they're ditching, uh, you know, they're, they're dumb. If they're coming over here to turn themselves in, the only thing I can think of is they're trying to get a new alias or a new date of birth, a whole, just whole new, new identity. identification. Right. I, you but, know, that, that would be, that is very, very worrisome in my book. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, with Cubans, once they get here, there's no, there's no, there used to, what I remember, there was no treaty or anything with the Cuban government to return their citizens. So why would a Cuban ditch all of his paperwork? Why would he ditch his identification if he knows he's going to come here and, and, and walk? Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of, kind of disturbing. It, it, it is. It really, really, I mean, those of us <clears throat> like yourself that have worked in Border Patrol and, and in immigration before, um, you know, this is, uh, it makes no sense. It's it, it's very disturbing. Something else is going on, in my opinion. So now we're, now we're finding out that uh, uh, adult males, if they show the, uh, that they have been, been picked up by Border Patrol, they can use that as ID to go anywhere, anywhere they want. And they're being given, we're hearing that they're being given uh, money and uh, plane tickets to fly to Boston, Chicago, wherever it is they want to go. Yes. Yeah, the... Um uh, Fox News reported that the other night, that uh, or the, yeah, yesterday, the the um, that uh, folks are being uh, e- e- even using arrest warrants for identification, but uh, that they are being flown all over the place. Incredible. Um, <clears throat> let's. Uh, we need to. We need to close. Anything that you'd like to uh, share with us before we let you go? Uh, no, I, I think they're still the greatest country on the face of the planet. Uh, we always have been. Always will be. And no matter what they they throw at us, I think we'll come out ahead eventually. Uh, I think, honestly, I think we have God on our side, and uh, I think that we're, we'll come out of this one way or another with our heads with our heads up high. But it's just going to take some time. We just all have to pull together. Amen to that, brother. You take care, my man, and we will uh, chat with you again soon. That's like plan, brother. Be safe. You take care. We've been speaking with our good friend, uh, Sheriff Brad Coe from Kenny County, Texas. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador on KLUP 930 AM radio, and we've got uh, our good friend, Mr. Jason Jones, uh, who is, uh, in my opinion, uh, a foremost authority on the issue of law enforcement along the border, as well as the crime, the criminal element, and I mean there's some big criminal element along the border, Uh, and uh, I wanted to reach out to him, get uh, an update of what is happening, what he is seeing uh, Jason, welcome to the show. Talk to us. What is going on? What have you been seeing as far as the uh, crime and uh, uh, and and the uh, uh, border crisis that we've got going on? Sure, George. As always, buddy, it is good to be with you and good to talk to you again. So, there's a couple things happening, and let me kind of just put things in perspective as to where we are right now. For fiscal year 22, October, November, and December. The men and women of U.S. Customs and Border Protection have now apprehended 518,360 people. Okay. We- Re- repeat that again. Now, now, let's, folks, I want to be sure that you understand that Jason has been following this whole situation, not, 
both as a private citizen before and now as a Newsmax correspondent. So give us that figure again. (laughs) And it's hard to swallow because it's a big one, buddy. October, November, and December, in a three-month period, the men and women of CBP, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, have apprehended 518,360 people illegally entering this country. And George... Just to put it in perspective, I have never seen anything like it. And here's what I mean. And let me give you a great example. Because October, November, December are the cold months. This is when normal migration illegally into this country is dropping, not going up, right? We see that in the summer months. So last year, in the month of December, in the worst border crisis in American history that we had, we were at 71,000 apprehensions for December of this year, 178,840. That's where we are. So where I'm going with this, what I'm trying to articulate is that we are going to see things in fiscal year 22, and I'm forecasting here's what I'm doing. This is what I used to do for the state of Texas uh, to the executive leadership to understand the tripwires and triggers of what was coming through that border. And I can tell you, someone that has done this for a very long time, get ready because we're going to be well over 2 million apprehensions by the end of this year. 2 million. Incredible. Okay, so that uh, 2 million is a, is a city the size of San Antonio, at least. Uh, and, uh, I mean, where are these people going? We read this morning a, um, uh, a report from Fox News where they are, uh, people are boarding uh, uh, transportation and uh, being distributed all over the place, as well as as well as we've also last week uh, there was the report of how TSA is uh, allowing uh, illegal aliens to use their arrest warrants as identification. Uh, where are we going with this, man? It's it, we. It's hard to wrap my mind. As someone who has been in law enforcement for so long, it is hard to wrap my mind around the fact that we don't enforce laws. I, I just, it, it, it's a difficult thing for me to even comprehend, and that it's allowed to happen is the other thing. But let me kind of explain what you're seeing in some of these videos with these single males and single females that are getting through. Many of them are Nicaraguan. We're seeing a major shift right now to three countries, Nicaragua, uh, Cuba, and Brazil along with, I really should add Haitians as well, as we kind of saw in 21, but Nicaraguans are allowed to claim credible fear. So single males, single females, and family units are all allowed to stay. And they're coached as they're making their way through Mexico, through the different non-government organizations, and through the different alien smuggling groups who smuggle them, who all ultimately work for the Mexican cartels on what to say based on the country they come from. So when they sit in front of an immigration judge, they know to claim, if they're from Nicaragua, credible fear. So some of these recent videos that you've seen from Newsmax and that you've seen from Fox News, that's coming. Many of those people that you're seeing are actually Nicaraguan. They're not Mexican citizens. Wow. And, um, you know, this coaching that goes on, uh, who's doing that coaching? Do you have any, any idea? Yeah, absolutely. They learn it. I mean, they learn it. You've got it from both the non-government organizations, different companies that are that are providing this, even uh, religious institutions, because a lot of these uh, migrants, as they make their way through Mexico, will, will stay and, and try to get sanctuary in some of these different religious groups. Uh, the Catholic charity groups down there are well-known for it. Even the ones on our side down in McAllen, Texas, are well-known for it. So that's where that's happening. Now, uh, I, I've heard... Or, or I read this morning where there was um, uh, more violence in Mexico and uh, there was something like uh, 3,000 casualties, 3,000 people shot, either killed, injured, uh, just in the past uh, six months uh, in Mexico because of the cartel violence. Any thoughts on that? Oh, oh yeah, no doubt. You know, um at Mexico, under the AMLO, Andreas Manuel Lopez Obrador's uh, administration, is averaging between 33 to 36,000 uh, cartel-related or violent crime-related murders in Mexico per year. 
they are by far the highest uh, since the government began going after the cartels, even though they're not doing that under the AMLO administration. So violence down there is getting more and more out of control, and it is spreading over, George, into the U.S. And let me give you some recent uh, things that have happened. You may remember in October of 21, we had National Guard soldiers fired upon. You and I spoke about that um, from the Fronton area, uh, from Miguel Aleman into the Fronton, Roma, Texas area. January 1st, a Border Patrol agent took a person into custody uh, down in Fronton, Texas, which is in Starr County. As soon as he did, he was immediately fired upon by two Sicarios. Uh, those are cartel gunmen who are fully dressed, wearing body armor and carrying long guns. His vehicle was hit multiple times. Ten days later, George, ten days later, on January 10th, a board TAC unit known as, uh, that is the U.S. Customs and Border Protection's most elite uh, special Operations Unit was stationed there because of the shooting when they started taking fire from an individual who fired over five rounds at them. So this border and what is happening in Mexico is a much broader issue than a U.S.-Mexico, just a border and just through the lens of immigration. And I will warn all Republicans and all Democrats that we as a nation have to look at this issue through the lens of national security and not through just the lens of immigration. It is one part of it. It is an important part. But if we don't start looking at these cartels for what they have become, creating policies to go after them, this thing is only going to continue to spin out of control. And I say that to you, George, because all I'm hearing now is, well, we need a border wall and we need to re-instill it. MPP, the Migration Protection Protocols. And that's absolutely true. It's a piece of it. You got to remember, we were trying to do that in 2016. It's 2022, and things have changed. The world is now coming. Mexican citizens, I don't know if you're aware, Mexican citizens uh, no longer dominate the number of people crossing at that southwest border. The world is coming, and the data from CBP truly shows that. And so the folks listening, please don't take my word for anything. Go to the website of U.S. Customs and Border Protection and take a look at the data. It's all right there for you. Incredible. The other issue is um, regarding the, the violence is, uh, according to a Associated Press report uh, yesterday, 35,000 people have been displaced because of the violence. Now, if that many people are being displaced... Sooner or later, that that violence has got to spill over into into our community. It is. You're absolutely right. And you know, I've been warning for five years since I retired publicly. I tried to warn behind the curtain when I was still a captain at the Texas Department of Public Safety's Intel and Counterterrorism Division, and I was running the Texas Rangers Cross Border Operations Center, known as the Border Security Operations Center. And I was traveling this country, meeting with leadership from the Reagan Building, which is the head of CBP and others within the U.S. intelligence agencies that I won't mention, saying they have got to act and they have got to do something. And now, you know, nothing was done. Now here I am five years later, and our goal is to illuminate this thing because these policies are not working. And violence in Mexico will continue to deteriorate. A lot of what you're talking about with the 35,000 that have been Sooner or later, it's coming to our community. I mean, it may... Well, let me... And let me give you a great example. I mean, 
I see this as one of the largest intelligence failures since 9-11. How is it that 100,000 Americans, and you can go to the CDC website and look at this, have now died in a 12-month period, most of it, what, from fentanyl and methamphetamine, all coming from CJNG and Sinaloa cartels, and we are doing nothing to stop it. Wow. Incredible. Buddy, tell the folks where they can follow you and how they can follow you. Um uh, with with regards to uh, your your press releases and, and other reports. Sure, absolutely. Listen, I just want to say one last thing, and that is I, I can sound pretty depressing at times, but I also want you to know that this is fixable. And yes, don't yes. let anyone tell you in Washington that how difficult what's happening is and that we can't do it because we absolutely can, and there are those of us who have done it and know exactly what needs to be done. You can find me at jasonjones.com or at Newsmax, where we're reporting what's really happening down there and how it impacts you and your families. You got it. Once again, folks, we've been we've been chatting with our good friend, Mr. Jason Jones, uh, border crime expert and uh, Newsmax correspondent. Thanks a lot, Jason, for taking time to be with us. Absolutely, but always good to be with you, George. Thank you very much. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Folks, thank you once again for joining us. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you. Thank you very, very much for joining us. I hope that you will join us again next week when we will have some more great guests and more very interesting talks uh, and interviews. Uh, once again, if you are interested in inviting me to come and speak at your events, please contact me on social media, El Conservador, George Rodriguez. As well as you can also contact me uh, through the station here at KLUP 930 AM radio in San Antonio. Um, we are very, very uh, enthused that uh, we have such a growing audience, my friends. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to all my friends that are listening as well in Washington, D.C. and in New York. Howdy, 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 folks. Thank you very much for joining us as well. My friends... Uh, at the close, we want to tell everybody again, stay strong, God bless America, and God bless Texas. Till next time. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.